Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. Scott, do you know that I am a chauffeur blower? A professional shofar blower? Right. For those people who don't know what a shofar is, it is the instrument that is used on the Jewish holiday called Rosh Hashanah, New Year, that will happen in a, about five days, six days from now. Yep. It's from a ram. We call it a ram's horn. And we blow this on the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. And it's not easy to blow, actually. It takes a lot of energy. Correct. You have to really practice before the holiday so when you are on to blow, you don't blow it. <laughs> <laughs> so you blow the shofar professionally in your shul, in your synagogue. You are the official ram's horn blower. I am the go-to guy. Let me ask you, normally on Rosh Hashanah, we'll talk about this probably in a later podcast, one blows a hundred sounds of the shofar. How many can you do before your lip gets tired? Oh. Or can you just keep going? No, you can't. First of all, it takes everything out of you, using the wind from the particular section of your lips, and you're trying to ensure that there's a certain timing for each sound. We have three particular sounds in blowing the shofar, and we'll discuss this in the future podcast, but each sound represents a certain cry that comes from the soul, and our direction to God to repent before Him and also take on the responsibility of the kingdom of God. But with that, takes a lot, a lot of practice. So how many can you do? At one shot, if you had to go and just blow 50 in a row, could you do it? I can't do 50 in a row. I can do 30 in a row. You can do 30. I can do 30 in a row with no problem, and then afterwards I, I, need, I need a break. I once blew the shofar in my yeshiva when I was there. One year, I was the official shofar blower. I know how to blow the shofar. I'd never done it on Rosh Hashanah. During the week, we blow the shofar the month before Rosh Hashanah. We blow it every day, just four sounds very, very quickly to remind us to get ready for the big day. On Rosh Hashanah, you blow so much. I practiced for a long time, and I was ready to go. And the day came, and on the very first blow, I cut my lip. I think I was probably nervous, and my lip was a little bit stiff, and it cut it, and the rest of the day was an utter disaster. I was trying to blow it, and you probably know this. If you can't blow in the spot you've practiced, you've got to move it around to the rest of your lip, but your lip there isn't ready because you haven't practiced. You can do a couple sounds, and then it just fails. It was a major fail, and I've never done it since. Never, wow. I mean, I do, I do it during the week sometimes. I need somebody. But on Rosh Hashanah, I learned my lesson. I am the one sometimes who will call out the notes, but I'm not the person who blows it anymore. I uh, see. Scott is referring to that there's a team that deals with the blowing of the shofar. Someone announcing what the sound is, followed by the person who's blowing it to do the sound. It's a dynamic duo presentation on Rosh Hashanah. Scott, I want to actually address the issue of the shofar. We know its introduction in the Bible is Exodus chapter 19, verse 19, at the revelation of Sinai. Right, that's the first time we see the shofar blown. And we also know that we sound trumpets and the sound of the shofar for a shout to God in Psalm 98, verse 6. And we're always addressing the issue, why is it that we pick a ram's horn as opposed to another type of musical instrument that if I'm a person, especially for me, I love the blues, I love jazz. There are some guitar ballads that can make a sound like a cry. And you could be moved by that musical piece, but we remain with the ram's horn. We can't decide that some other instrument is 
the source of a greater emotional experience. It doesn't matter. Whatever your reaction to the ram's horn, that is the only acceptable form of shofar. For me, the ram's horn is reminiscent of a specific episode in the book of Genesis. You know that episode, Scott. Sure. It's called the sacrifice of Isaac, or the attempted sacrifice of Isaac. In Genesis 22. And we know that right before Abraham was going to sacrifice his son, an angel calls out and says, stop. And then to continue the sacrifice that Abraham wanted to do, he sees a ram and then sacrifices the ram. And the ram isn't merely there. It's actually caught in the thicket by its shofar, its horn. And from there, we use that horn on Rosh Hashanah. And we even say in the liturgy, may our ram's horn be a remembrance for that original ram's horn, a sign of Abraham's willingness to do whatever God demanded of him. So in our next podcast, we'll address the issue, why specifically the ram's horn? Why didn't we change the musical instrument? My name is David McCrutman. My name is Scott Kahn. And blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.